Hey, y'all. This is Corey Murray with Yes Girl. And Charlie Penn is out here getting her best career life. She is recording Hella Opinion. She has another talk show thing that she's doing. So she'll be telling you soon about where you can view her on the TV screens. But it's only me today. And the only way that I could do this podcast without Charlie Penn today is with the one and only original queen, Beyonce. Hey, hey, hey. All right now. Yep, yep. So I know everybody is still watching the Beyonce film Homecoming, which is a behind the scenes, a deep behind the scene look at her Coachella performance. And y'all, woo, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and admit it. You know, we close. We, we, we close, right? We close, right? And I love Beyonce. I do. I love Bay. I love her. But I could not get up at three o'clock in the morning and watch it though so i missed it i technically as of right now at the recording of this podcast i have not watched the documentary but i did get up i sounded a little more southern there didn't i tiffany i think because you know beyonce is in my spirit anyway i did get up because i saw my tweet from beyonce because they sent me a little notice that said beyonce hasn't tweeted in a while and i clicked on that link because i said what is beyonce saying and beyonce was like i got a new album and when she didn't even say it she just put it up the live album, which I'm not going to front. I have been wanting a live album and to be absolutely 100 after Co- watching Coachella last year live. I mean, well, live from my my mother's house. I um, I remember thinking I would love this as a live album. I would love this as a live album. Yeah, I know I went to Hampton HBCU and one of my favorite memories of attending Hampton was Homecoming. And I'm not even just bullshitting you. Homecoming is a real thing. And Beyonce bottled all of that energy, that spirit, that camaraderie, that flavor, that swag. And the, the, the beauty of it in that performance and to relive that constantly. I mean, coming into work today, I have just literally been keeping the welcome home, those drums and the horns just on repeat because it really does something to me. So thank you, Beyonce, you got my money. And one of my most special homecoming memories, actually it was my first homecoming. And uh, just a quick backstory. So, and I'm sure a lot of you listeners can relate to this. So when I was applying for colleges, I my choices were I wanted to go to NYU. I wanted to go to Spelman, Hampton, and Howard. Howard was my safety school because I'm from the DM as you know I'm from the DMV area. And I was like, okay, Howard is just, you know, a 20 minute drive away. So when I got into Hampton, I was excited because I really did at the end of the day want to go to an HBCU. I liked that it was three hours away, so I still felt, you know, I could be away from home. But when I told my wider family that I was going to an HBCU, first of all, they said, what is that? Which is sad. Second, um, but my uh, few of my uncles that did go to college, I, let me be clear, I was part of a first generation to go to college. I was the first one in my immediate family to go to college. Uh so this was a big thing, but I did have an uncle that went away to college and he told me, he was like, wow, that's too bad. I really, why were you, why would you choose to go to a black school? You're basically shortchanging you by going to an HBCU. And that really hurt me, but it also gave me 
a drive that, no, you're going to see, I'm going to go to this HBCU and I'm going to win. And I'm going to win all the motherfucking way. I didn't say that because he's still my uncle and I wanted to respect him. But that's what I was thinking. With that said, that same uncle, who I love dearly, Uncle Mickey, God rest his soul, he came with me to my first homecoming. I knew my mother was coming down, but I was surprised when my mother and my brother came that my uncle got out of the car. I was like, oh my God, Uncle Mickey, I didn't know you were coming down to homecoming. He's like, yeah, you know, I wanted to see it. And it was interesting to be in the stands. I mean, every, yes, everyone comes for the halftime show. You know, shout out to Ebony Fire. Those were the name of our dancers and our, and our marching band. But it was something about watching the performance, you know, watching the game with my uncle, the same one who I love, but who basically told me you were shortchanging yourself by coming to this college. And here he was basically in admiration. I mean, and really, honestly, he was in awe of the performance and looking around and I could see his mind shifting and feeling, I'll be honest, a sense of pride that here it is, his niece was in college and she was having this experience. And I kind of gave him this look like, told you, dude, like, come on. I want to say something else, but I can't say it on the show. But you know, like, come on, like, this is college. This is what college is not only about, you know, your your education or what your GPA, but it's also about your collective experience. And to be honest with you, being at an HBCU, I think really shaped me fully for the woman I really am today. There are things I learned there that I still call on because I'm like that. I only got that because I went to a historically black college. So going back to Beyonce and calling the, her film Homecoming really speaks to me because it is a true celebration of black culture. And it's also a, a culture that isn't celebrated enough. I mean, yes, Spike Lee did it in school days. Charles Stone did it in Drumline. But still to see it celebrated in this massive way with this massive audience, because, you know, that audience, that was the first time they even saw this. So they even probably know what they were experiencing. But me flashing back to last year and watching it with my mother, three o'clock in the morning and on my computer in her living room, we were both like, this is homecoming. This is what a black homecoming is. And she just let the world know what y'all been missing out on. So that really is the beauty of that moment for me, the, at, the, at the end of the day, the essence of what seeing Beyonce take the platform of Netflix and really show it to the world. But I want to know, especially for people out there who have gone to HBCUs, what is your favorite homecoming moment? What do you look for at homecoming? I mean, as you know, people you know, plan for homecomings, you know, all year, you know, you start pulling out your outfits, what you're going to wear. I mean, it's a scene. It is a moment. So how do you, when you go back to homecoming, how do you celebrate? How do you prepare? How often do you go back? I'll be honest. I don't go back enough, but I already see this year because I have a, a niece shout out to my nieces whose birthdays are this week. Hi, Ina B. Hey, Paige. Happy birthday. But my oldest niece will be turning 18 next year and you know she's looking at colleges so I already know I will be taking her to Hampton's homecoming because I want her to see that I want her to experience that up close and I also like to say like this is the inspiration for Beyonce this is where she got this from so you can be inspired by your surroundings so tell us about your homecoming experience what was that like you could tell us about your personal homecoming experience or what was your experience watching Beyonce this weekend 
please use the hashtag yes girl podcast tell us what you think I know we're already looking at tweets and Instagram posts and the memes, but just keep telling us. You can always talk to me at at Corey Murray and Charlie on Instagram at Charlie Penn or on Twitter at ManWifeDog. Also talk to us using the hashtag YesGirlPodcast. We love hearing from you. And especially we want to send a special last minute shout out. If you're listening to this episode on Thursday, we just have a few more hours before the nominate the uh, the votes are counted for our Webby nomination. So if you haven't voted, again to remind you, Yes Girl Podcast is nominated in the general podcast section under interview and talk show, and we are up against Everything Is Alive, Girl Boss, The Axe Files, and then it's us, and we are the first Black-owned media company to be nominated for a Webby Award. And the Webby Awards are like the Oscars of the internet. The New York Times has basically said it, you know, a little more differently than me, but they've basically said this is the internet's highest honor. So please, if you haven't already, please vote for us. We would love it. We would love it. But I will say this because I am a spiritual woman and I do believe this in my heart. It is truly an honor to be nominated. I mean, these last couple of days since Tiffany Ashate, our producer, shared with us that we were nominated. I mean, just then I felt like we won. I really did. I mean, I was like, we did that. We did that. We're only under three years old and we did that. So that was an honor. But it would be extra cute, though, if we got up on that stage and we won and, you know, we get to twirl or whatever. So please, if you haven't, go vote for us at the Webby Awards. We really appreciate it. Now. I know you want to know who the guest is. And let me tell y'all, I don't say this lightly. She gave me a good read. A full eye roll, grit, um, half-angled face, neck, slight neck roll read. And it's because I asked her to because she's the only person who does it so well. And she's been doing it since Boomerang. She did it at Arrange in Harlem. She's been doing it on Riverdale. She's about to really, y'all really going to see her do it in her new own show, Ambitions. Please, people, give it up for, why am I saying please give it up like we're in a live audience, Tiffany? I don't know why, but it's seriously, people. I am talking to Robin Givens, someone who I have revered like my whole life. Like I, I told her this story during our interview. I remember, um, y'all know my age, you know, so I saw Boomerang in high school and ever since I saw Robin play Jacqueline and the way that she would walk through the halls of the advertising agency, oh please, and those suits. And even when she had her little negligee moments, it was just like, oh my God, this is how I want to be when I get older. This is how I want to look like. This is the kind of, I want to walk in these spaces and be commanding. I mean, I know she was a little, a little conniving, you know, but there was something very inspirational and aspirational about how she commanded those spaces on screen. And I wanted to, I wanted to be that. I wanted to have that kind of swag when I would go into an office space. And I loved Robin Givens for giving me that. I mean, she was actually one of the first few representations on screen of what that would look like. Cause then eventually I would see it in uh, the Khadijah character on living single. I of course saw it on the character Joan 
on girlfriends. So, you know, but Robin Givens was one of the first black women that I thought this is well, this is how I want to command a room. This is how I want to be seen in the workplace. So I was able to talk to her about that and just some other things. I mean, she's been on Riverdale. I mean, she's been killing the game. You know, she's been doing this like, yes, she took some breaks, but y'all, she has been consistently working. And also something we were able to bond on even after we stopped recording was like, she is a real mom. Like she is here for her two boys. She adopted one son. She had one. She's very much, I mean, they're older, but she's very much still a part of her lives. And we even shared this story how she had this industry event and she was really looking forward to going, but you know, she had been off filming. She literally came home, was changing her clothes to go to the event. But her son was like, you just got here. I want to spend time with you. And she said, you know what? She ended up taking all her clothes off, sitting on the floor with him and saying, what are we about to do? Let's go do something. I mean, I'm paraphrasing what she said, but she basically gave that night up because she needed to be there with her kid. And I really, really resonated with me because it's something I mean granted I'm not on a grand scale of what Robin Gibbons as far as her commitment her her time away at work but it is something that I'm dealing with my daughter and that when you have a demanding job and you know you're trying to explain to your kids like if I don't work you don't eat and you don't get to go on nice trips and you don't get to go to have nice clothes and you don't get to go have violin lessons and dance lessons and all these things but at the end of the day your kid just wants to be with you they don't care about all of that. They just really want to spend time with you. So it was really uh, special to have that conversation with her um, and really bond with her, you know, just woman, mother to mother, woman to woman on it. So I think you're going to really, really enjoy our conversation and just her longevity. I mean, her I mean, she gave us a little tea, you know, her backstory. We're working on Boomerang. She even shared working, you know, up until this moment, Luke Perry. I mean, when he passed away and how that affected her. So it's a really rich conversation. But y'all, ambitions, that show that she's on and what's coming, get ready. Because y'all going to be all up in that show. Y'all going to be live tweeting it. Y'all going to be stalking Robin Givens because she is doing the damn thing on this show. But before you get to see her do that, listen to this conversation with me and her for Yes Girl. So I cannot hide who I'm talking to. Usually if we didn't have the cameras, so right. I'd be like, I'd like warm it up. But Robin Gibbons is here, y'all. Hello, yay. Oh my God. So we just came from a little introductory meeting little meet, meet and so I kind of feel like I've already been talking to you. I know, right? You. Like we, I know, I yes. know. But we I should do, have had it in there, but it was good. We should have. But yeah. we're going to, I'm going to talk about some things we talked okay. about there because that was a good conversation. Okay. But first I'm going to read through some of your receipts. Oh, ooh. I don't know who the first person that said receipts. It's brilliant. <laughs> Isn't it brilliant? I love that. It is. <laughs> okay. But it's, uh, so, let's, you had an uncredited character mm-hmm. on The Wiz. I did. I did. Okay. First speaking role was on The Cosby Show. Yes. I'd done commercials before then. Oh, okay. But, but, but yes, but that was a big deal. And then you went on to do, like, every. TV show imaginable. That <laughs> feels that way. Okay, just some, like, I mean, just guest appearances on Moesha, Sparks, In the House, Everybody Hates Crips. But then you start in Head of the Class. Mm-hmm. I Love You for Boomerang. Uh-huh. You just mentioned Raging Harlem right, is your favorite right, movie. Yeah. You, you know, and then I realized back in 91, you won Female Star of the Female Star of Tomorrow at Show West. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the thing is, you are still killing the game. <laughs> We're talking to you today right now because you currently have Riverdale. Yes. You have a new show starting, The Fix. Right. And then you have a show coming. Right. 
ambitions. Yes. I'm just going to hang around you. Yeah. I need to read the receipt sometimes just to remind my daughter. It is just a professional career. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. You're a mom yeah. to two beautiful yeah. boys, two strong boys, yeah. two smart boys. Yeah. And just a beautiful spirit. Yeah. Oh, thank you. So. Thank you. What has been keeping that, that rev going, that engine? Wow. You know, it's life, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's life. Um, it's life. You know, I, you know, I loved, I grew up with a single mom who believed that educa- education was a great equalizing factor yeah. in America. So she really... Wait, side note, another receipt. Started Sarah Lawrence yeah. at age 15. <laughs> yes, yeah. She met. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, you know, I... And, and, you know, really wanted, as we all do for our children, the best for them and wanted me to be a doctor. And somebody was getting something done the other day. I saw a needle, I almost fainted. I called her, said, I couldn't have been a doctor, you know. It's like, but... Um, Acting was always my love, you know. It was so in in my household. It was like you have to play the piano or the violin. Well, I tried the violin. I was terrible. I started at the American Academy of Dramatic Arts and just fell in love with acting. I mean, where you just—I remember seeing Diana Ross in Mahogany, just sitting there like, "Oh my God!" You know, or going to see The Wiz, you know, on Broadway and mm-hmm. Stephanie Mills, so close, right and mm-hmm. um, you just kind of know what you're supposed to do. Um, I think what I didn't know in terms of acting, because the craft itself was so important to me, is like the other stuff that came with it in terms of people actually watching. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So I don't think I had such a desire to be famous. I just wanted to be... One of the craft. Yeah. I didn't know about the famous part. People, you walk down the street and people know you. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, wow. You know, but I think it's just kind of life and a journey, right? Yeah. yeah. So what was your what was your memory of being on The Wiz or for the Cosby Show? But like when you first got that part and you saw yourself on screen. Okay, so I, th- I think what I remember with The Wiz, they kind of came to my neighborhood and they were wondering what kids could ride a skateboard. And we were like in whatever scene and we got to go to rehearsal. Mm-hmm. And we were with Michael Jackson and Diana Ross. And they said, don't ask for pictures, you know. Yeah. And you're like, okay you know don't talk unless they talk to you and you're like you know oh my god okay and you know it was in this graffiti scene and Mm -hmm. I remember taking like the subway to get there like something you would I would never let my children do yes exactly I was like what the heck were you thinking (laughs) letting me take I was getting lost on the railroad in the subway so I remember getting lost Mm -hmm. but just I remember like being at rehearsal and eating lunch and like there's Michael Jackson and I have like a picture with my Polaroid like with Michael Jackson and You know, those things like that, you know, you remember. And then, you know, by the time I got to Cosby Show and things like that, you you caught on to it. With the Cosby Show, one of my memories, because people talk to me about acting all the time, I was doing a scene with Felicia. We're walking in the hallway, and I studied, studied, studied to know my lines, and Felicia changed the line. Well, of course, I'm like, oh, but I knew my line. And she said, you're not listening, darling. Felicia, you know you told me that. Never happened to me again. That was so like when we were talking. So that's a lesson. That was a lesson, 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 lesson. She goes, you got to listen. You're not listening. So all of those moments that are like priceless, you know. Oh, God. Can you give us a moment you did on Boomerang? Oh, wow. Okay, so Boomerang for me. What's fun? What was fun about Boomerang was that I've known Eddie. So Eddie and I met. I was my sophomore year at Sarah Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he had just gotten Saturday Night yeah. Live, like just, and my friends and I went into the city to see, and went to the improv. So then I meet him, I'm like, oh, he's cute. And he's like, well, you're cute, you know, whatever. But we become like friends. And, yes. and he'd come visit me in school uh-huh. just a couple of times in college. So, and he knew I loved acting. So okay. acting for me 
was still like my hobby. I was mm-hmm. setting it at Sarah Lawrence, but I was pre-med, mm-hmm. you know? And now then to circle, you know, however many years later and we're starring in something together yeah. was pretty amazing. So even during our like love scenes, we like whatever, the one where he says, call me that one and I'm, I do whatever. Uh-huh. And we have like candy underneath the pillows yes. and things like that. Because <laughs> we just know each other. We're talking about like random stuff. It was just really, it was nice. And that question was completely selfish because <laughs> I love Boomerang so much. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget in college, um, a friend of mine, this is so random, but a friend of mine was like, I want to go get lingerie like Jacqueline Bourne. Like I want to, and I was like, are we doing that? Are we yeah. going to get expensive? And this was like before Victoria's Secrets became right, right, a thing. Right, 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 right. But you, your character and how you portrayed her set such a template. Like I've heard tons of people say they went into marketing because right, of you. Right, wow. And, and seeing that black uh, that many black people in a professional setting. Right. I think a lot of people learn their sexiness wow. from you. Wow. And then also there's your power. Right. Because right. you didn't, you didn't, and we can cuss here, but you didn't take any shit. Right, right. You really, right. really didn't. Right, right, right. Wow. No, she So didn't. thank you. I, 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 I mean, you're amazing because you didn't so... like, you didn't know. Like, I wish I had known, you know? I yeah. wish I, because sometimes you don't realize you're like in the moment and you don't, sometimes it's hard to give yourself any credit like yes. for, for, for that. So I have to kind of, Except that yeah. in a good way, like yes. a compliment and a positive. And way. what do you think of? Have you seen the new series? The no, I haven't seen BT it. Series. No, no. So I had, I'd heard about it, yes. and I, it was not too long ago. And maybe time goes so quickly. Maybe it's actually been a few years that I ran into Eddie somewhere, and he said Givens, and you know, and he was, oh, he because, excuse me, or he calls I me Robin people, Simone. Yeah, you just say Robin Simone. <laughs> he always calls me, and he's like, we did a classic. Who knew we were doing a classic? You mm-hmm. know. Um, so I haven't, when I heard about it, I was kind of like, oh, wow, okay. Um, but I haven't seen, I haven't okay. seen it, yeah. I, was, I think it's brilliant how yeah. they like, they're your kids. Yeah, and yeah. And Atlanta. Yeah, and Atlanta. We're going to get to in Atlanta in a second. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned briefly that Rage in Harlem was your favorite yeah. film. Why? Well, I think Rage was. Well, well favorite, one of your favorites. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really one of mine, because I think I grew up, these are the movies that I grew up watching and loving, and, and women, and you know Lauren Bacall, yeah. and you know Rita Hayworth, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know Eartha Kitt, who yeah. did, you know certain types of women, mm-hmm. the, the, whether they were fem- they, they they were feminine, but they were strong. You got the feeling that they could keep up with the boys. Mm-hmm. You got the feeling that they could. Um, you know, play pool with the boys, yeah. have a drink mm-hmm, with the boys, mm-hmm. but they were still very feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, and what it meant to be a woman. Yeah. Or, you know, if, if dame and broad weren't a bad word now. You know what I mm-hmm, mean? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think she was that character that I'd always grown up watching, and I, I felt honored to get to, to, to play her. Well, I'm pulling up this because this uh, you is from your Instagram. Oh, okay. <laughs> and... This is from your character, Stephanie, yeah. from the new show, Ambitions. Yep. It's coming out yes. later. Yes. But when I saw, when you did this scene and you walked in front of that desk, I was like, this, no one does this like Robin Gibbons. <laughs> no that. one does, can, I, I don't know that. if you can zoom in. No <laughs> one does this. Yeah. But yeah, I love her. What, I mean. You, I love her. You play this character, I mean, this, what do you attribute your knack for playing? I know you. this is yeah. not who you are. Yeah. You're playing a yeah. role. Yeah. But you, it's a. Like you can, you so you play so well a woman not to be trifled with, right? Right. A woman who pulls no punches, right? You, you will read someone for filth, uh huh, right? Without ever saying a bad word. Yeah. My friend, my friend Kim Whitley, we did all did Sparks together. Uh-huh. So it was me, Terrence. She said, "You, 
I think you just cursed me out. I, you said you can curse me out. I'm a little confused because she never said a bad word. But I think that you just cursed me out. <laughs> She's like, um, wow. You know, I, I, I love being a woman. Mm-hmm. And I love being a black woman, yeah. really. And, and I love that, that there's a balance of strength mm-hmm. and femininity and sensuality. And you can, I think that's what's so wonderful about, but you can have all of those things. Um, And maybe because I grew up with a single mom, I remember being at Sarah Lawrence and they were discussing feminism and debating feminism at at, at our cafeteria. And I was wondering if, especially at that particular time, and maybe, you know, this was years ago, if black women, I I, I don't remember having a choice, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. what feminism meant for us as Mm -hmm. black women. Because Mm -hmm. most of the, my mom was in the school that I went to was the only woman that worked the yeah. other mother stayed at home so I, I didn't know if feminism applied to us mm-hmm. in the same way so I love that we can be strong but I think our strength doesn't have to take away from our yeah. femininity yeah. or sensuality and I love so I I love the Betty Dave you know all of those types Dorothy Dandridge women that did it actually a very long time ago mm-hmm. uh, yeah what are your thoughts? It's funny, we interviewed um, some men, a couple of men years ago, and all the celeb men told us, black women are strong. That's what we love about them. Yeah. But now we, I know it's kind of like, okay, guys, yeah, right? yeah, other things. But segueing into your character, Stephanie, mm-hmm. who you play on Ambitions, is coming up. This woman has multi-layers. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the core, she's powerful, and right. she wants to attain power. Well, eight, well one, mm-hmm. tell me about Stephanie. And two, what are your, is there a, a a renaissance in playing these characters that are multi-layered right now because I think there is uh-huh. but I want to get but you well I feel like you're seeing so many you know you know there are all these boxes that we put people in right it's like black women you're this but black or black people with it but we're all we come in all different shapes and sizes and colors and facets and personality and socioeconomic backgrounds and different stories to tell um, so I think that we're seeing that, which is nice to see, right? Um, now, Stephanie, I have to say, I'm just in love with her. Like, I just, I love, I, I feel like she's inside me. And I, I mean, I almost cry. I love her so much. She is, um, I, and I have to say that I'm so honored to be, and grateful to Will Packer and everybody that said yes to me because I'm so happy doing it. But I can't see anybody else doing it, though. Well, let me tell you something. I will say this. Mm -hmm. No one could do it like I can do it. And I'll tell you why. Because I, I think, and I think now they're writing that way also, is that sometimes you do just, okay, this person's smart, so they go on the smart. Smart people act like this. Or this person was is affluent. They act like this. But you know what? People are far more complicated yes. and complex. Mm-hmm. And they have senses of humor. Mm-hmm. And I, in my mind, have the sensibility of giving her all of those yeah. layers mm-hmm. and not letting anybody just put her, make a cookie cutter yeah. uh um, put her in a box, so I don't think anybody can do it. Like, and maybe just because I love her so much, it'll yeah. it, it won't come out like anybody else, you know. Now you mentioned earlier for a while, like if this role had been offered to you, you know, right after Raging Harlem, right, you probably would have said no because you you didn't want to play this yeah, type of character. Yeah. Isn't that something? I know. Isn't so, that something? How what makes life it does. What makes it beautiful now, though? It, well, first of all, I, I you know I I'm I'm different, right? Mm-hmm. I'm 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 more grown up. Um, I'm 
I don't want to say I'm more secure for sure. And I'm not going to say that I was insecure then, but I, I, I did go through a little bit of a trauma, you know, and I, I did go through this big thing that then caused some self doubt. Mm -hmm. Um, if I'm speaking honestly, you know, so my decision, so, so people, I, I, it caused some self doubt. Um, and I don't, I'm a very open person. I love hearing people's opinions, but I don't have that self doubt Mm -hmm. any longer, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, whoever, if the term hater had been around before, (laughs) I would have gotten it. You know what I'm saying? Instead of, you know, you, when you try to dim your light to show, I don't think I'm special or anything. And you're willing to kind of dim your light to show, no, I, I don't think I'm whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that's what kind of happened to we me a little bit. We once did a story uh, just about that phrase, oh, you think you're cute. Yeah. And why, like, who who would ever even thought of that? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm cute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm smart too, yeah. and I'm all these other things. Yeah. And, and I think you, and, and, you know, you know, quite honestly, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a, now a grown up black woman mm-hmm. raised by a single, my sister and I were raised by a single black woman. Mm-hmm who really believed in hard work and and all of the things that I thought should be applauded yeah. by a community, especially the black community. Yeah. And then and then you're just, it just gets all kind of mixed up. Yeah. So I don't have that self-doubt anymore. So I'm ready to have her, give her wings, you know? <laughs> Stephanie Carlisle, Lancaster. Ooh, y'all watch it, watch it. <laughs> it's so good. Ambitions, ambitions, ambitions. It's so good. But yeah. before Ambitions comes on, we ha- we can see you on Riverdale. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We can see you on The Fix. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Um, but really quickly, going back to Ambitions just a bit is... Oh, I'm sorry, not ambitions, but what you were talking about when you had to dim your light, you, and I've heard you say this, like mm-hmm. you were, what you went through with Mike Tyson right. was pretty much like ground zero right. for what right. what Me Too moment right. could have come. Right. What are your thoughts on on that moment now and these women having a voice to publicly say what, you know, when someone is being abusive to them and it's a, a notable figure or even. Right. You know. Well, you know, it's, it's so interesting that the world, even when you just to circle back to when you first introduced me, the, the, the journey mm-hmm. the, and, and we're all on these individual journeys. And then as a society, we're all collectively yeah. on a journey. Yeah. Um, and that people have voices. We were talking in the meet and greet mm-hmm. about the power of social media and the phone, and then all of a sudden, now everyone has a voice. Even that way the Me Too movement started, hashtag Me Too, you know. Mm-hmm. And just how the climate has changed. So things that perhaps were acceptable back in the day, or not acceptable, but that you could turn your head away, yeah. you you won't do that no. any, any longer. Um, and of course, I think that's a beautiful yeah thing um and you know thank you for speaking up back then i mean i'm sure that that was very brave of you well i don't even know for me if i was being brave it was just more about trying to live (laughs) you know Mm -hmm, what i mean mm -hmm. and uh not only uh, not only physically but my spirit Mm -hmm. um um so uh, you know and depending on what you believe it's interesting how god works in many respects but certainly i think the climate for so many things to watch that change Anybody that just, everybody knows how happy I am about that. Yeah. yeah. For, for, not only for myself. And I've, I, you know, I've talked to, I love speaking with women. And I've mm-hmm. spoken to so many women. It, brown women, you know, uh, Asian women, blonde women. All different shapes and sizes and colors that, that, that are, that go through very similar things. Yeah. And, uh, um, 
I'm happy the climate is changing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, going to Riverdale, I mean, you just lost Lou Perry. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. has there's something about we, you know, we were sharing a story and we were just like, but there's something about like living your life now. What has, oh, I mean, I know it's very, yeah, I no, very yeah, soon, yeah. But, but I saw your Instagram post, but what does that teach you about living in the moment? Well, um, you know, I, I, there's so much that we take for granted, mm -hmm. right? Like, uh, I do a lot of yoga, you know, okay. and there's a book called The Power of Now, which to me, uh, to me explains why yoga works. It, it, it's a hard thing to do to stay mm -hmm. present, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, as human beings, we're either thinking about the past yes. or we're one, wanting to be somewhere else. And really, all we have is this moment. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I lost a sister unexpectedly uh, about four years ago. And um, so certainly that has taught me uh, uh, the power of the yeah. moment and, and, mm -hmm. and more recently Luke. And mm -hmm. when you say goodbye to somebody and you don't know. That is goodbye. Yeah, yeah. And you take for granted that, you know, I'll be seeing you in the lobby of the Sutton or on the set. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I used to tell Luke all the time, like everybody thought Luke was so hot, like back in the oh, 90210 yeah. days. And I was like, I didn't get it. <laughs> I mean, I watched it. Well, you had Brad Pitt. But, wait, so. yeah, no, well, <laughs> but then when I met Luke and started spending time yeah. with him, and you know, he would talk to you like you were the only person in the room, yeah. and you could talk about politics or mm -hmm. kids or everything. And then I'm like, Luke Perry's hot. Yeah. I wonder if I have a chance with yeah. Luke. You yeah. know what I mean? You yeah. know. So it. You it, know, it's interesting. It's not interesting, but I when when certain people pass on, the, the way the tributes kind of roll mm -hmm, in, mm -hmm. and I realized with his, I was like. Oh my God, he was really special to a lot of a people. people. Yeah, yeah. He was, you know what I mean. Yeah. There was just, it's kind of what I felt about with um Anthony Bourdain. Yes, because like <gasps> just yes, all kind yes. of people. But in a way, you kind of glad that they, they, they. I shouldn't say this, but like, it does make you become very aware of like you do need to live your you life do. now and you need to be grateful, grateful. for things you have because you don't and know what's going. I remember the last time I was with Luke I was mm -hmm. on the set of Riverdale and I had to get to ambitions because mm -hmm. we were starting and they had me on a red eye and you know it was one of those moments where you're like okay remember you're grateful this is so wonderful but how am I going to do it <laughs> and they were shooting me out so they were all shooting my close-up and Luke said let's get you know let's get it let's get you really mm -hmm. come on we got to get Robin where she needs to go she's got to go to the, you know and he's like <laughs> holding a light he's like got the court like he was helping the grips move whatever around we got to get Robin out of here uh -huh. you know Robin you're gonna be good you know like you know the, we're so happy for you and you know, he's just really special. So you do have to remember that, yeah. So one thing that is the now mm -hmm. is this beauty. Oh. Is this face. They claim me, yeah. <laughs> okay. I just you are not aging. <laughs> I need, we need secrets. This is not true, what she's saying. <laughs> Come on, y'all. <laughs> I won't say your name, no. your age. Yeah. You. Oh, please don't say it, because I can't believe it. <laughs> You know how your birthday comes on, and like your birthday, and then it's like on the radio and on TV. You're like, God, Lee. <laughs> and I'm not a person that like I don't care about it, but she's yeah, like, yeah, Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People mag is good for that. Such and such is turning. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. stop it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I have a friend of mine that I went to college with. She said, Robin, fifty, and I'm older. Than that. She uh -huh. goes, fifty isn't so bad. She goes, I'm actually. She goes, I feel like I look good. I yeah. feel good. I feel mm -hmm, confident. Mm -hmm. It just sounds so bad. <laughs> But, you know, I don't, I, you know, I think looking good comes from like really feeling good mm -hmm. inside, whether you're 20 or 50 or, you know what I mean? Yes. I think that's what I like to think. And I like, I like to work out. I was going to say, but let's be practical. Okay. You do yoga. <laughs> yes, I do do yoga. I mean, what's your wake up routine? Like, what are we, you know, so now like, you know, when they have me just doing oh, this yes, all the time. Okay, yeah. 
So you have to take this stuff off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So now I'm like, now that I'm age, I'm really careful about how I take it off. Oh. And I discovered, discovered something called micellar water. Am I saying it right? I discovered that, so I so oh, I'll look for okay. any kind of anybody giving me a little tip, mm -hmm. but I try to mo like moisturize more than yeah. I can tell you. Yeah, and you uh, said during the meeting greet you should start early. See, that's what I didn't do. I think you okay. should start early because mm -hmm. I do think we take for granted being women, especially of color, that yeah, you just, we do. every we right we take certain so to still take care of our skin. Let me tell you something. My thing I was telling I did Wendy Williams. I was telling it. I use cocoa butter. Cocoa butter. <laughs> My grandmother introduced me to cocoa butter. Yeah. It's good for like, if you have a, like, yeah, a little scar. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I take a cocoa butter stick and I'll keep oh, it. Oh, you by, just put, yeah. I'll keep it, especially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe no. it doesn't do anything, but. Hey, it works for you. <laughs> it works for you. You talked, speaking of um, Wendy Williams, you there, there's something you said, because I'm a mother, but you mm -hmm. said motherhood has been healing for you. Yeah. Can you talk? to us a little bit more about what how it yeah, was healing yeah mother that's something you don't hear a lot it's yeah. like oh, mother is beautiful but it's yeah healing. it was healing you mm -hmm. know you know i have this thing that i believe at least for you know that i feel like your parents start raising you and your children finish raising you you know Ooh. i think your children really grow you up yeah. yes you know i mean they teach you compassion and mm -hmm. patience and if you're a mom you know yes, they patience. teach you all of yeah. these things they teach you about yourself because mm -hmm. they really know you as yeah. much as you know them so like my grandmother used to say to I know you better than you know yourself. And you know what? I get it. I can say to my sons, I know you better. But in a way, they know us too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think for me during that time, you know, I adopted my first son and mm -hmm. he was a baby. And I remember just needing a break and, and going away. And I used to, I like to write and I, I would sit and I'd write with him. And, you know, you're, you're playing in the sand at the beach and, yeah. and, and he thinks it's beautiful. And then you're like, Hey, this sand is pretty darn awesome. Or you're looking yeah. at the moon, like you start to see it through their eyes again. Yeah, and, yeah. For me, they kind of made me believe again mm -hmm. in people, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. and in simplicity and in joy. And uh, so for me, they were really healing. It's like I got a, a fresh start through their eyes mm -hmm. as opposed to anything that I might have been tainted yeah. by. One thing my daughter has taught and continually teaches me, like, you know, we go away for work trips right. a lot, right? And How old we, is she? How old is she's she? nine. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, th but this one, she was like four. So we got uh, to stay at the London Hotel right. in, in LA. Which yeah, there you go. Yep. And she really wanted to be at the pool. But right. I was like, I got to work. Yeah. I got to sign on. And yeah. started emailing. And she put her little hand down and she said, Mommy, no. Yeah. Pool. Yeah. And I was like, you're right, Jillian. Yeah. So we went up there, and it, I sat there and enjoyed the Hollywood yeah. Hills. And, I mean, we, we only did, like, 30 minutes. But yeah. it was like, no, I have to enjoy yeah. this moment with her. Yeah, that happened to me once with my son, my mm -hmm. younger son. I, Tyler Perry was opening up his new studio, which is, like, probably old compared to the new one. Yeah. And I had just flown in from doing something. And then I was flying out the next day, and my younger son, maybe was three four let's say mm -hmm. and he said where are you going and i said i've got to go wherever i go mm -hmm. and he said but you just got back <laughs> and he just broke yes, down yes. and i just took off my clothes and stayed yeah but that circles back to what we were talking about the now because mm -hmm. time is the most precious commodity yes. it's the a certain thing can come and go you get it you lose it it doesn't matter the time you will never get back. Yeah. Um, so it's really, to me, the most precious commodity. So having the ability to take the time, which is not my natural sensibility. I don't know about you. I'm always like, you know, which is why I do yoga, <laughs> just to settle my spirit, you know. But to take the time, it's the one thing you'll never get back, yeah. you know. Well, looking back, when you won, you know, Female Star Up Tomorrow, mm -hmm. did you see your career 
still going to be this far along? I don't know what I saw. I, it was so much, so much of my time in many respects at that time was like just survi- survival. I wasn't, I didn't think of this as a career. I just loved acting. Yeah. You know, maybe I, I would have been better thinking of it. I just, I cannot tell you how I feel about the craft of acting. Somebody mm-hmm. was telling me, like, asking me recently how I feel about social media or people coming into the business, like, a different way oh, yeah. through, like, followers mm-hmm. as opposed to... No, that's real, yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I've learned to say, okay, the life has changed. It's not going to stop for anybody, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. or slow down for anyone. But I always believe people should love and have a respect for the craft itself mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. as opposed to just wanting the fame yeah. I, I was i was i think i was doing wendy's movie when i was playing wendy williams oh, yes. a little yeah, thing yeah, yes yes and there was a model and this was years ago but there was a model and she was an extra and she said oh robin beautiful girl uh-huh. i'm gonna go out to la i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna act and i said oh i'm gonna be an actress i said oh so do you act and she said i don't know <laughs> and i was like well, what do you mean you don't know so much of that happens though like, what do you, yeah. I wonder, what do you mean? You don't yeah. know. It's funny. Yeah. I feel, uh, I loved, growing up, I remember it was a thing for you to be a performer. You had to act, sing, remember dance. Gregory like, cut to Gregory Hines or something like that, you right? You posted that thing, oh God, about yeah, Gregory Hines. I know, I know. I, that's another thing. Yeah. But still, you yeah. had to be yeah. all those things yeah. to make it. Right. I saw and a little clip. You, did you post it or someone what, sent what? me a Little Shop of Horrors? Yeah, yeah, somebody, so yeah, I did post it. Somebody <laughs> sent it to me. And, the, and I was like, Robin, you were dancing. You were dancing and singing. And, and I was like, check but me But I love seeing it because it made me run to me like, no, you have to have talent. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just like, are you hearing yes. what you're saying about a cra- the craft and studying and yeah. adhering to it? But there's something about talent, talent. and then you have the star factor too. Yeah, but yeah. Some people yeah. just think Instagram followers I know, are stars. I'm like, and yeah. it's, yeah. And it is what it is and... You know, but I think it's good if people remember. Were that. you hesitant to join uh, social media? Yes. <laughs> yes. And part of like, it's a little bit of my personality. I think I'm a little shy by nature. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then um, I think there's just because of my life, a big part, I like to keep me for me. I like, yeah. whoa, like that part, like I love acting, but that part, like people watching you just mm-hmm. kind of freaks me, or people commenting on you kind of mm-hmm. freaks me out. Mm-hmm. But now I kind of think it's a little fun. Like mm-hmm. my sons have kind of like taught me a little bit. So you were saying they do the post. Yeah, get well, the oh my God. When my old, he said, let me do the post. I'm going to get you more followers. And he starts, like, what does secure the bags mean? Like, why do you keep saying that and stop? Like, it's like, stop saying what. So that people know when it's like when yeah. it's like too cool, it's not me. Yeah. Um, but then part of you, like even going back to now, I I like having pictures and remembering people. And yeah. so even for me, yeah, um, it's nice. So yeah, someone was telling me uh, they were they were publicists back in the day. And you know, publicists their big thing was like no pictures with their clients. Right. Right. But this woman told me she said, but now times have changed and I don't have any proof. That, well, I should say proof. Yeah, but yeah. She doesn't have memories. Yeah. Mem- yeah. Because of that now. Yeah. It's like she kind of yeah. regrets doing that. Yeah, so. I, I could see that. Yeah. I think you want as, now I'm into taking, and I, I'm a person like, you know, pictures, oh, mm-hmm. thing. but now when you do, when you do come across little, like, uh-huh. or with Gregory, you're like, oh my God, yeah. you cherish those, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Going back to now. So you send the meet and greet, you're ready to date. I am ready to date. So how are oh. you dating now? Like, what yeah, is Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't think I've ever you really got the been girl good at attention. it. They were like, well, how are you going to do it, Robin? <laughs> Because we over here on Tinder and Bumble and... They were like, do you have an app? 
It's like, no, I don't have an app for dude. Somebody was telling me about something, and I was like, no, I can't do that. But I would like to believe, you know, we talked about being an empty nest, you know, yes. and my boys are gone. Yes. So and for me working, son get, get my son's there. like, you got to get, stop talking about, uh, concentrating on us, yeah. go date, you know, mm-hmm. which was hilarious and embarrassing. <laughs> but I would like to believe you meet people working. But True. now it's just, you know, just even if it, if I'm here or you're out and about, yeah. I think working mm-hmm. and not just taking my kids to tennis tournaments and being yeah. a mom yeah. will hopefully open the door. Yeah. We and can run you, a little scroll underneath our, our thing if you want. Because you, you talked about, too, like you were, you were kind of hiding behind motherhood I, a bit, but now you are yeah like I am Robin. Yeah, I'm, right? Yeah. yeah. I think to have the courage. I wrote, you know, I wrote my first book, uh, like legal on a legal pad, longhand, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like I, I feel like I have another book in me. I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out what that is, but I think that sense, especially for women, coming back to yourself yes. and having the courage mm-hmm. to make yourself your own, yeah. the project. Yeah, I think we have a tendency, whether it's with men, oh well, I can fix you, or I can fix mm-hmm. that, or mm-hmm. with kids, we're gonna do that, yeah. or. But to real, let me tell you what I came to. And I don't know if this will mean anything to anybody, but it does to me. When I was younger, even now, somebody would say, oh, mind your business. And that was kind of like a bad thing to say to somebody, mind your business. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I think one of the hardest things to do is mind your business. I actually think it's good advice to mind your own business, Mm -hmm. make you your own project, to be concerned with your own faults and flaws and frailties and even the good stuff, to mind your own business and mind is in take care of, it takes some courage to mind your own business, you know? you know what, and so uh, uh, there's a lot of moms here and we constantly, you know, we're like in these little weight club things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the thing is, at the end of the day, you can't blame yourself. You can only, I mean, you can't blame anyone else. It ultimately comes down to you. Yeah. And to, you are, you're responsible for yes. you, yes. right? And yeah. to say, wait a minute, first I have to take care of, which women, I really Ooh. believe we have to learn. First, what the, put the oxygen mm-hmm. mask on, you have to take care of yourself. But I'm like, oh wow, mind your business wasn't mind a bad thing. Business. It's good advice. It's good advice. <laughs> I'm gonna say that for my own. I'm not kidding. Mind your, oh, my, or minding my business. Yeah, That's I'm minding my, my business. business. I, I think that I'm like, oh wow, that was good advice on the playground or whenever people said it. You said you have the fix? Yes. Riverdale is yes, still on. Yes. We can't wait. We're going to see a lot of Robin Gibbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope so. Thank and you. get to see the real me. Yeah, yes. that's nice. Thank you. For Thank you. Here. Thank you. That was fun. Thanks. Thank you. Special thanks to our guest, Robin Gibbons. Be sure to listen, download, or subscribe to more episodes of Yes, yes Girl, featuring interviews with Jada Pinkett Smith, Amanda Seals, Ayala Van Zant, and Michael B. Jordan. You can find Yes Girl on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Apple listeners, yes, that's you. Be sure to leave a review and let us know what you think. We love reviews. Give us reviews. More, more reviews. Thank you. Don't forget to talk to us on social. At Corey Murray. At Charlie Penn on Instagram. And at ManWifeDog on Twitter. Be sure to use hashtag YesGirlPodcast. Love ya. Talk to you soon.